Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And uh, we are back again with another riveting episode of Inner Bloom Podcast. Riveting. <laughs> Absolutely riveting. Oh, that was a good accent. That was a good one. That's a little, um, that's a little, uh, what do you call it? Like an Easter egg or like a foreshadowing of, mm. of some of our new segment, which is uh, Alexa reads the news stories and Ambrosia gives her intuitive insights on them. Coming at yeah. the end of this episode, so I like it. I like. Stay it. Stay tuned. Okay. Um, by the way, Ambie, I told you that I was going to tell you a funny story when we got on here. I saved oh, yeah. my funny story. You did. Go ahead, tell me. <sighs> so I went to get my nails done yesterday. Okay, check them out. They're gorgeous. Thank you. They've. I usually try to get them done routinely because, like, mm-hmm. you know. But since having a baby, that's gone out the window. My mother-in-law is visiting. She's an angel letting me go do all the things I want to do. Anyway, yesterday I'm getting my nails done and I am like, this time I am not getting up too early from the drying thing because every single time recently it's like I'm just so focused on getting home. I'm like, I'm going to stay way longer than I need to in order to make sure my nails are actually dry. Okay. okay. So I go, so what do I do? <clears throat> I need a distraction. So I go on TikTok, I go on TikTok Live, and I say mini readings while my nails are drying because I know that if I just start doing mini readings, I'll just get totally like lost in it and I'll forget that I want to get up and leave. Okay. So mind you, this nail salon- Good plan. Good plan. Go ahead. Thank you. Mind you, this nail salon is empty. Like normally there's like at least a few people there. There was like one other customer there, but mostly all the other people were just kind of sitting there on their phones, like, waiting for someone to come in. So it's a big space, and I'm trying to be quiet, but they can probably hear what I'm saying. So um, anyway, I start doing these readings, and, you know, I'm talking to some girl's brother. I'm talking to, you know, and we're (laughs) – and I'm having a good time, and, like, they're all – it's a great reading. They're all all happening, and it's, you know, whatever. And suddenly one of the – I can start to feel them all kind of looking at me, and I'm just like, well, they probably think I'm aware, but whatever. And then, like, one of the nail techs, like, comes up, and she just basically starts getting me dressed and getting me the F out of there. And, like, she's like, okay, okay. She's, like, putting – she's putting on the oil. She's putting on the thing. She's putting on my shoes. She's helping me put on my coat. She's escorting – and they all saw this on live. And so I'm sitting there, like, I'm just, like, laughing into the live. I'm just like, one second, guys, one second, because I want to tell you something. This is 
it's so funny. And then I get outside and I'm like, they literally just escorted me out because I just, I'm pretty sure I just freaked them the fuck out. And there were, everyone on live is like, they're saging your seat right now. Like they were like, <laughs> this bitch needs to leave. So I just thought it was really funny because uh, that's hysterical. Know. Maybe they thought that you were saying something. They were you were giving like a review about the salon or something like that. Maybe they didn't quite hear what I you was said, like, but they saw you were live. I was like, "Don't come here. There's so many spirits in here. <laughs> I'm talking to them right now." <laughs> oh, that's. I just funny. thought it was funny. That's super funny. I love that. I really thought that was going to go in a different direction. Where, really where did you think was it was going to go? I thought you were going to start giving the nail tax readings. That's where I saw that <gasps> oh, going. Mm. That would have been that would have been better. Uh, man, I wish that was the story. <laughs> oh well, it's fine. Um, they so, do that to me all the time, though. What? Anytime I go to get my nails done, they put on my shoes for me. They put on my coat for me, and they're like, "Okay, you have a good day." Yes, but, like, not until I'm ready. Like, I stay there a long time, and, like, that's never happened to me before. I go there all the time. They know me. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, whatever you're doing is weird, and, like, let's go. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't scare the other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you? I am good. I'm good. You got a so I got tattoo. a new tattoo. So if everybody's watching, Ooh. if you're not watching this on Facebook, um, you can look on my Instagram, Ambrosia Matthews Intuitive, and I have my pictures up there. So I got a hand tattoo, um, and it's beautiful. The artist that did it so is a really good artist. Um, uh, Cecilia Marie in Virginia Beach. Check her out. Um, She's a really talented artist. It's the elements, so earth, air, water, fire, and spirit, and then the moon and like some decorative little pretty stars and things like that. And I've been wanting this tattoo for years, literally years. Um, And then when I got it done, I had a whole meltdown and a whole (laughs) breakdown about it. Like crying like meltdown about it um she called me and she's like do you remember when you got your hummingbird tattoo yeah which some of you might remember i got this too and freaked the hell out yeah she's like that same thing's happening and i was like oh yeah yeah (laughs) that's a tough one and i think like the reason this goes into our topic the reason that I had this freak out was uh, to a lot of people, they might think like, this is just a tattoo. Like it's not a big deal. I agree. Just a tattoo, not a big deal. But I've been told a story about people with tattoos my whole life. I've been told that people with tattoos are dangerous, that people with tattoos are uneducated. They're trashy. Um, they can't be trusted. I've been told a lot of stereotypes and really negative things about people with tattoos my whole life. So when I got my dragonfly tattoo, which is right on my wrist, I got it as more of like a fuck you to my mom, if I'm going to be really honest. Oh, to, to I was there with you holding your hand you for were, that tattoo. I you were holding that. my hand. It was, that was the most painful tattoo I've ever had. It was more or less to, it was kind of like a fuck you for my mom. It was also like, this is something really um, symbolic to me. And, but it's also in a spot that I can't cover up. Right. And that was kind of the purpose of that is I'm breaking the stereotype that I have in my head of people with tattoos. 
And it turns out I actually can cover it up. If I wear long sleeves, nobody knows it. Nobody sees it or a watch. whatever or a watch, right? Like it's covered up completely. But the hand, you can't cover your fingers. You can't cover your hand. And it's there. And someone was like, oh, is it a headband tattoo? Nope, it's permanent. It's a whole permanent tattoo. Yeah. So, you know, I literally was Googling tattoo removals and looking into this day one of been there. How expensive is this going to cost me to get rid of this? Right. Cause I don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to do this. And then I started thinking about, okay, well you are in the discomfort right now and you have a choice. You can sit in the discomfort and move through it, or you can resist it and have this be longer. So I decided I'm just going to sit in it and be, and I have a full sleeve and that does not bother me, but the hand did. <laughs> I have a new chest tattoo that it's like under, you can't really, you can't see it in the summertime where we are, when I wear a bathing suit, you'll be able to see it. But, and I have my other arm done, but this one bothered me. It's so funny that this one bothered me, but um, yeah. So I started sitting in the discomfort and then I started thinking of like the stereotype that I've been fed of air quote, those people, right? Mm. Where the stereotype came from, things of that nature. And when the stereotype came around, it was true. Like mostly people that had been to prison, mostly people that were pirates, things like that, like kind of shady people. That's where it originated from, but that's not the stereotype anymore. And some of the most courageous people, some of the most beautiful people in my eyes are completely covered in tattoos. And the reason that I think that they're so beautiful is because they're looking at society's predetermined box of what is beautiful and right and saying, fuck you, I don't fit into that box and going out and coloring outside of the lines. And I think that that is courageous. And so I wanted to be a courageous woman. And now that I did something coloring outside of the lines, I'm like, oh, no, I want to erase it because I've made a mistake. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people can relate to in one fashion or the other, where we get told the stereotype of this is the box that we need to fit in, or this is what is acceptable. This is what is not acceptable, right? This is the person you can love. These are the people you can't love. These are the people you can trust. And those are the people you can't trust. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to break down a stereotype that we've been fed that we know morally is not right, like racism, right? Mm -hmm. But when we start to go into these little nuances of what real, what our society really deems as acceptable and unacceptable, that's when I think there's shades of grays. What are your thoughts on this? Oh yeah, I, I did my uh, senior thesis in college on tattoos. I literally you? everything you just said, like I went into the history of tattoos because I had gotten my first tattoo unexpectedly my junior year of college when I went abroad to Amsterdam. I had always judged people with tattoos before that, mm -hmm. those people. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I was in Amsterdam, I was so profoundly changed by the experience. I was like, mm -hmm. I need to – if I can't stay here, I need to find a way to take some of this with me forever so that I always remember this. And mm -hmm. the symbol for Amsterdam just so happens to be three X's that actually look like straight edge X's or if you just are thinking – 
if your mind's in the gutter, you, you might just think porn. I, I don't know. But the point is, um, two things that is not my intention to associate it with. Um, right. But that was my first tattoo, and it's on my back. Um, and, and in the Jewish faith, you can't – That was, it's against your religion. That was part of my thesis. Because okay. Okay. there are some Jews who – the reason why is because – well, a big reason why is like the Holocaust. We were right. tattooed right. Um, against our will. But there are many Jews now who have taken that power back through tattoos and said, well, you tattooed me against my will, but this is my will. I'm taking this right. back power back and saying like I'm doing this to my body. You will not do anything to my body um, without my consent or without something that I want put on my body so the point is um anyway ended up getting a tattoo and then um and and anyway then I had gotten more tattoos and went through judgments with people my parents freaked out after my second tattoo even though the first one was like way more something you would probably freak out over but I think the second one was like oh shit like she might just keep getting these what if she gets one on her whole head yeah um the point is I did that thesis because I felt like it was really misunderstood coming from someone who misunderstood it for so long. And I think tattoos are a way for someone to claim their authority over themselves. You know, Mm. it's a way for someone to say like, okay, this is the way that I came out um, Mm -hmm. through my parents and through nature and that's beautiful and that's great. And here's how I want to embellish that. Here's how I want to put my own like flair on that. And do I think that, you know, every single time it's, it's, do I think we always get tattoos for exactly that reason? No, sometimes we're rebelling. Sometimes we're just Mm -hmm. in a mood Sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, I have two tattoos, right? Like, like I can tell you right now, this tattoo never should have gotten that one. Never. It's it's not bad or anything. It's just meaning it's not like it's like a terrible meaning or anything. I just right. it's shoddily done. Mm-hmm. I just shouldn't have done it. Um. So, anyway, I a hundred percent was fed those same stereotypes, and I a hundred percent proved to myself that those stereotypes are not true. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, a lot of people actually were sending in uh, comments on their tattoos. So I want to read them to you because I I wanted to add them to the conversation. So Alexis Piros, first of all, said she loves your new tat. Thank Uh, you. Lex Westcott says, I have a face tattoo and I work funerals for a living. The stereotypes are so bad. They hate to see me walk into a church. Lex, do you ever cover it up with makeup? Like, or do they ever ask you to cover it up? Or yeah, do you... how do you how do you handle that? Yeah, and and how did you decide to do the face? Because like that is a very specific choice, and I'm curious. Like, what was it? Just something you really wanted, or was it like a statement you wanted to make? Um, Judy said, every time I get a tattoo, I have an uncle who comments on how nasty they are. I just tell him, I love you too. We all have a preference. Each one of my tattoos means something to me, and I receive them at a very different stages in my life. They're very special. Absolutely. Um, Alexis says, I'm the first woman in my family on my dad's side to get tattoos, let alone a sleeve. The comments I get are hilarious. Uh... 
Judy said, Sam Alexa, living in Hawaii opened my eyes to the fact that it is more than just a fad or for rebellious reasons. Mm-hmm. And then Lex said, I've always said that anyone who doesn't want me to be my authentic self doesn't deserve my presence. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I like that. And I, I agree with that, Lex, that anyone that doesn't want you to be your authentic self doesn't deserve your presence. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And yet, and yet it's still, we are still in this society where we fear or we expect or whatever word you want to put in there, other people's um, opinions and reactions and, and ideas to the way that we're living our lives. Does that mean that we have to pay attention and listen? Absolutely not. Does that mean that we have to have them in our lives? No, but like it or not, we're going to get those reactions and their input on our lives, you know? So go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, can I ask you a question? Do you think that for you, the tattoo was so triggering because of what you were told about these stereotypes? Like, like you think subconsciously, you think that other people think you're going to be trashy or a bad person or someone that cannot be trusted? Or do you think that it is kind of like fully being because something you were telling me was the part that triggered you the most was having the elements so big kind of like on the Mm -hmm. knuckles and Mm -hmm. that's very associated with like spirituality so is it or was it like i'm out of i'm fully out of the broom closet can never go back like what what do you think i mean i think it's a lot i think it's all of it i think it's for me it's this idea of not getting mommy's acceptance and not getting mommy's love, you know? And I think we all have that dynamic play into our lives, whether we really admit it or not, right? We want our parents' approval, our caregiver's approval. Um, And she hasn't seen it. We are not friends on any social media. And so (laughs) the next time I see her in person is when she's going to see it. And I'm glad that we're not friends on social media because I think I'm, I'm too tender still to hear her input. Cause I know her input isn't going to be like, Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Cause she doesn't think it's beautiful and that's okay. Um, but it is also cause someone that I don't know saw it and was like, well, what do those elements mean? So it was a whole conversation and I could tell that my authentic self made them uncomfortable. And a lot of the times I feel like when we go into our communities and our safe spaces and we kind of stay in those parameters, it's easy to be your authentic self. It's easy to be um, your bright, shiny self when everybody accepts you. It's when you're stepping outside of that and you're having to almost explain who you are as a person and what you believe in. Um, And then you see people that obviously don't agree with that. And the discomfort that they have, and it makes, it didn't make me question who I was at all because who I am is who I am, but it made me feel like, well, that ended the conversation very quickly. Yeah. It's like you, you suddenly are confronted with the fact, with the reality of how much you are used to masking when you're in public in certain, certain areas, just because it's easier, just because it's like. Then I don't have to have this. I, we don't have to talk about this. We don't have to. This doesn't ever have to be. A, I'm just moving through the world. Like, don't. Right. 
let's not talk about it because we probably aren't on the same page. But then when you have some like a flag standing up going like, hey, yeah, yeah. it invite it's it's way harder to mask. Um, and then what I'm hearing you say, and I think a lot of people can probably relate, is like then you feel like you have to stand up for it and like mm-hmm. put all this energy behind presenting yourself as this thing and why you are this thing. And in reality, I, I think for me, that is like one of my biggest pet peeves in life. And that's kind of like why I really hate um, social media sometimes is because I feel like we're constantly having to be like, guys, this is who I am and why. And it's yeah. like, I don't want to have to constantly define who I am. I just want to be like, one day I want to post this kind of – one day I want to post a TikTok where I'm, like, talking about, like, gender issues or something. And the next day I want to post a TikTok talking about this intuitive download I had. And then the next day I want to post a TikTok where I'm just, like, being Dancing. an idiot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want any – I don't – I hate the way that you have to constantly figure out the side of yourself that you have to present and define who you are. That being said, the people that actually do that are the ones who gain traction and, you know, like make a name for themselves. So maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot. But I think that's why – tattoos can be very triggering sometimes, especially because especially when you get a new one, everybody's like, oh, well, what's that about? Why are you Mm -hmm. defining yourself in that way? And you have to stand by it. And really, in actuality, I think tattoos are just these snapshots in time of when you did feel a certain way and when you did really resonate with something. And maybe you will your whole life. Right. But even if you don't, you can look back at that and say, well, that was just like that was a pit stop. You know, that was Mm -hmm. a piece of me. That was a Mm -hmm. moment. So. so I love that. And I want to acknowledge two things with that. So one of the things that came up, well, one, one of my friends has this really pretty, um, uh, it's like a lace doily on her shoulder and mm-hmm. it starts at, up by her neck and it goes down halfway um, on her arm. And I remember asking her, this is like eight years ago. I remember asking her, what does that mean? And she's like, I'm past the time in my life where tattoos have to mean anything. I thought it was pretty and I wanted it on me. And I thought, oh, I love that. shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, it just, I mean, she has a tattoo of a llama. Like it, yeah. she just likes <laughs> shit and puts it on her, right? Yeah. And so that's one. And then two, the conversation around we are breaking these boxes that we've been put in because we constantly have to redefine who we are. Right. Redefine and explain, redefine and explain. And I want to make it clear that I understand that I have a lot of privilege as a white woman. And I've been very lucky to this. Well, I've been very lucky and I still am very lucky and very um, privileged in the aspect that I'm generally accepted by society. Right. Mm -hmm. I fit into this pretty little blonde box. And for a really long time, I haven't gone outside of that blonde box because I was accepted and because I received praise and I got privilege from it, right? But there are thousands of other types of people that do not fit into that pretty little blonde box. Mm-hmm. And people with disabilities have to constantly have a conversation around who they are, what, dis- what disability they have, how they got their disability, like inappropriate questions that you mm-hmm. wouldn't ask other people. And I think it's important to also address that too, is that while my example is a tattoo, this is also an issue that like is very permanent and very um, common for a lot of people. 
you know, um, the way the black women wear their hair. That is the conversation that really doesn't need to be had because how you wear your hair is how you wear your hair, right? That doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter to me, right? It doesn't, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't change who that person is as an individual um, or their ability to perform in their job. And yet it prevents women, black women from gaining employment and it prevents black women from um, moving up in the company. And that is something that I hope with this conversation that we bring light on. Absolutely. That's a really good point. I never thought of it like that. It's a really good point. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Babyfoot. Babyfoot was originally created in Japan in 1997 as an easy and effective at-home treatment scientifically formulated with 16 natural extracts that exfoliate and moisturize at the same time while bringing the spa experience right into your home. Launched in the United States in 2012, Babyfoot quickly became a household name among foot exfoliant products. Babyfoot offers a selection of at-home foot care products that are quick and easy to use. Trusted internationally with over 25 million Babyfoot peels sold worldwide since 1997. That's 25 years. Babyfoot has seen great success in big box retailers, grocery stores, and natural food markets, health nutrition, fitness studios, boutiques, gift shops, spas, salons, online stores, and in the medical industry, aka sports medicine, oncologists, podiatrists, dermatologists, and plastic surgeons, making Babyfoot the leading and most trusted brand nationwide for the healthiest, smoothest feet. The most innovative total foot care package this gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing the dead skin revealing the fresh healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot simple effective and effortless if you'd like to try out baby foot you can go to babyfoot.com and get 20% off your purchase when you use the code innerbloom20 that's i-n-n-e-r-b-l-o-o-m 20 in all caps, and you will get 20% off your purchase. Enjoy. I also want to share one more thing that, um, you know, you shared your story about your hand tattoo. And like you said, you brought up my tattoo, which was I had a similar experience with this tattoo, the hummingbird. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, just real quick, if anyone hasn't heard that story, I'm just going to retell it really quickly, but for a reason. So, um, I wanted a hummingbird. At the, we hosted a retreat, uh, one mm-hmm. of our past retreats. We hosted a retreat. Amelia Rose, an incredible tattoo artist in uh, LA. She oh, listened yeah. to our podcast. She um, is one of our amazing listeners. And she really wanted to come on the retreat. And she wanted to collaborate in some way. So basically, we came up with a situation where she was going to give everyone a tattoo, like included in the retreat. So yeah. cool. Coolest so thing cool. ever. She brought her table. She brought her The conversations machine. people have. Do I get to pick the tattoo? Yeah. Like, is it? <laughs> of course you get to pick the tattoo. We're not branding you. Go ahead. Sorry. But it was even Sorry. better was... than that. It wasn't just picking a flash tattoo. It was no, like just No, it was like custom her... tattoos. Yeah. Incredible. It was crazy. It was crazy. Incredible. Okay. And so I wanted a hummingbird right here. All my tattoos are pretty small. Like, you can see, like, one's super, here, super one's small. here. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so I wanted a hummingbird and I just had it in my mind. It was going to be like a simple little, like very minimal design here. 
Anyway, so Amelia, on the very last day, she draws it. She, I tell, I show her something I want it. Like, she just draws it freehand here. And then mm-hmm. she, she's like, how's that? And I was like, I remember thinking, mm, that's a little bigger than I thought. But okay, I just, something in me was just like, yep, whatever. So she did it. And as soon as she did it, I remember going to the mirror and freaking out, freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, it's so big. It's so big. It's so big. But I was like trying to calm myself down. I'm like, no, it's so pretty. No, it's so big. It's so big. It's so big. And I was having all those thoughts too. When I went home, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to get this removed. I was like, I didn't even want to look at myself in the mirror. That sounds crazy. I was like, it's this big dark spot here and it's this and it's this. It was bringing up all the stuff. I remember you asked me if you should cover it up during your wedding. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, there were so many things going through my head because I was, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was. Anyway, so I ended up talking to Amelia about it, the tattoo artist. And she was so great to talk to too, because she's like, listen, like she, she goes through this a lot, I guess, with people. And she said, first of all, if you need to remove it, it's okay. Like, if you that's what you want to do, that's always an option. She's like, but second of all, I want to share with you that like, her basically her philosophy of that tattoos can trigger people Depending where you get it, sometimes, like, the body is calling for something to be released, right? Mm -hmm. And basically her philosophy that, as a tattoo artist, that the tattoo can be placed uh, in a place where trauma or something is needing to be released and brought to the surface. And that that is part of the tattoo. And even though it's not on a totally conscious level, that, like, that's what's happening there. Mm. And that's exactly what ended up happening with this tattoo where I looked, I went from being like, oh my God, I need to remove it. I get, how can this be here? Blah, 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 blah. To me realizing, similar to what you were talking about, that I still had this trauma from never feeling like I was right enough for my mom. Like never feeling like I was pretty enough. Not that she told me I wasn't, she told me I was beautiful all the time, but I felt like I wasn't like living up to her standards or something or like what she expected as like a young woman. And I always kind of felt like the things that I picked out for myself, she kind of was like, no, no, no. Like that's not, that doesn't look good on you. Or like that doesn't fit your body type. Or, mm-hmm. And she meant the best, but you know, it just gave me this mm-hmm. complex of like, I'm constantly disappointing my mom aesthetically. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I realized this and I realized that who I was most scared of seeing this tattoo was my mom. Yeah, And I end up calling her and I just sobbed. I sobbed. I sobbed. And I told her I was, I got the tattoo. I'm scared of her seeing it. And she was like so comforting mm-hmm. and just basically said like, listen, like, I mean, I love all your tattoos. That's okay. Like, I don't have to love all your tattoos. You do. So like, if you love it, I love that for you, you know? But, like, do I love tattoos? No, I don't love tattoos, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't get them. And Mm. it was this very healing moment with my mom of, like, and me admitting, me telling her, like, I just felt like I was disappointing you. And she was, like, you're 30-something years old. Like, you don't have to necessarily worry about that, even if I don't agree with your decision. It's okay, you know? And it was this really beautiful healing moment for me. And now this tattoo, right after that, what's up? Sorry, go ahead. Hey, you scared me. Hey, no, what did sorry, you think it was? Ahead. I thought it was. I I kept hearing something, and I no one's home in the house with me, and I got so freaked out, and I just saw the door open because I didn't hear the door open. Yeah. 
It's my girlfriend. Nothing. Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought it was. But I was like, <laughs> no, I don't. You just scared me. In this world of true crime, like, don't even get us I know, started. Right? Okay, go ahead. Continue. On. No, the end of that is now. It's my favorite thing ever. It is my favorite. Yeah, and it's such thing. a beautiful tattoo. And I think any smaller, you couldn't get the detail. You know what I mean? No, totally. But it, it was also that symbol to me of like healing and freedom and lightness. Yeah. And so, anyway, Ambi, I feel like your hand tattoo. It had. There's so much going on with it. Maybe that you don't even fully conceive of yet, but hundred um, percent. I have faith it's kind of on that same track for you. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also partly stepping outside of the privilege box. You know what I mean? Sure. Now that yeah. I'm kind of like processing it here, is that I stepped outside of the straight privilege box. I'm stepping outside of the pre-judgment box a little bit, right? Like I'm not comparing my experience to anybody else, but yeah, it it's um, uncomfortable to get rid of those privileges that society sets for us. Absolutely. That's a really good insight, Ambie. Thanks. Do we have any other comments? Um, no, not really. Okay. Okay. Well, um, should we talk? Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, let's move into let's do our segment. Our new segment. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, this is our new segment that we do uh, for Friday episodes, where I basically surprise Ambie with the top three yeah. stories of the week, and okay. she feels into them and kind of uh, makes predictions about them that we can validate later okay and i typically don't watch the news there's only one news story i've been watching alexa knows which one it is because i'm kind of obsessed with it right now but that's about it okay all right let's go okay okay um so number three the california floods so oh i have seen that (laughs) thousands of californians remained under evacuation orders as heavy rainfall continued in parts of the state Mm, threatening more flooding as part of a series of storms that have left at least 17 dead in recent oh. weeks. Uh, 20 million people are under flood alerts as the risk of mudslides also spread to Los Angeles and San Diego areas where you're from, Ambi. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially this is because of the extreme droughts um, as well as the wildfires. It basically, the land can't soak up that much rainfall. And that's why California is so extremely vulnerable to flooding right now. Flooding, yeah. Um, so what do you, cause there, there's, it's kind of still going on. So what is your feeling on California and the future of like flooding? Mm, interesting. So I do feel like it's going to go on for a little bit longer. I would say like the rains are going to keep going for like a week, like uh, on and off, obviously, week, week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe that's a total of 30 days. I'm not sure. Somewhere around there. And then I see 30 days. That's why I keep saying that. And then um, I do see it moving down to L.A., but not quite to San Diego, maybe right okay. out the border of San Diego, but not going into San Diego. Something is coming up from the bottom too, like this way. So if San Diego is here, right? Uh-huh. This is the pen is San Diego. Something is coming up from here and down from here. Okay. Could that be All like right. mud? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's another like natural disaster 
Oh, okay, okay. All right. So another natural disaster. Okay, so another like storm. Yeah, feels like it. Okay. All right. Well, everyone in California, please stay safe. Um, yeah, please stay safe. <laughs> in addition, so story story number two. Um, okay. The FAA, which is the Federal Aviation Administration, okay. uh, suffered a computer outage on Wednesday that forced it to halt all departures nationwide while it scrambled to resolve the issue. So for context – Every single flight was grounded for hours, meaning that has not happened since 9-11 to understand, like, the gravity of that situation. And now they're essentially saying that um, – they're essentially saying that this was due to a corrupt file. So they have not 100% ruled out evidence of a cyber attack, but that they don't believe that it was, but that they believe that this all kind of happened due to a corrupt file, which is kind of interesting because like in all the years that there's never been another corrupt file. Um, so what do you, what do you, what well, one, I think this? this one's going to be hard to validate afterwards, because even if I say this and this and this happened, I don't know if they would come clean and tell us what really happened. This is kind of this okay. reminds me of the text message that everybody in Hawaii got. Right. And then every right. the government was like, oh, it was just someone someone hit the button by accident. Yeah. Bullshit. They did. <laughs> um, OK. <laughs> well, sorry. Joe got carried away. Yeah. Um, OK. I keep seeing cyber attack, but how does that affect the planes in the air is my question. Um, I feel like this was more of someone to ground the planes instead of taking the planes down. Right. This was a message that was sent to somebody. This was like, I could fuck up your life if I wanted to. Well, that doesn't make me feel very good. Doesn't make me feel Riley's taking his first flight right now as we're speaking. So no, that doesn't make me feel I'm good either. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Where's Riley going? He's going to South Carolina. Um, he's getting a car. So he went to South Carolina to see his dad. And then oh. him and his dad are driving his car back here for a road trip. So Oh, that's fun. Well, yeah. congrats, Riley. Congrats. Um Okay, well, the only thing that makes me feel better about this is that the person in charge of this is, like, one of my favorite people in government, Pete Buttigieg, you know, like, Mayor Pete. Mm-hmm. He's gay. He's sweet. He's fun. Um, and he's in charge of transportation, so uh, he's – and he's been pretty, like – he's been dealing with it pretty well, so hopefully uh, that never happens again. Hopefully um, not. Okay, the last one is fun because it's in entertainment. So the number one story okay. of the week, I would say, is Prince Harry and his book, Spare. So Prince Harry is exposing the royals in his new book, Spare, revealing intimate details about his life inside the palace walls, including the fact that he believed his mother was faking her own death and was coming back for him up until his 20s. So sad. His beliefs that he was his belief that he was only bred to offer literal spare parts for his brother in case the heir apparent ever needed new organs, which is very sad. Um, <laughs> very explicit uh, passages about his, quote, todger uh, catching frost nip. 
um, when he went to the Arctic. Um, is that his penis? Is yes, that- it is. It okay. is. Okay. The way All you right. said it just sounded British. <laughs> That's his penis. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, it is. Um, including the when he lost his virginity to an older woman and like his security guard was like watching the whole thing. I don't know. It's just th- we have learned more about Prince Harry than like anyone should ever want to know. Um is it juicy? Yeah. Is it juicy? A thousand percent. But um it is absolutely like an attack on well his that's family? the whole yeah. That's this the whole is his thing. tattoo. This is his version of fuck you, mom. Not mom, not mom. Yeah. I take that back. Yeah. Fuck you, family. Fuck you, dad. Yeah, fuck you, dad. <laughs> Daddy issues. Um, okay. So how when is will this it be released? Play out? Well, no, no, no it's already released. It's, it's already released. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. That's what I wanted to know. So I feel like it's going to be successful, obviously, because I feel like everybody's obsessed with the Brit- the British, the royals, not the British, the royals. Um do I feel like it's going to be, is it going to lead? I think it's going to lead into another thing, but I don't think it's going to be as successful as he thinks it's going to be. I feel like he's going to be disappointed in it, but I also feel like that's his type. His personality is, I I could have done better. I could have done this more. I could have done that. So I feel like we're going to hear something about how he's, disappointed in the book release or he's disappointed in whatever else comes out um there might be a movie that comes out about him and i feel like uh for some reason i see megan being upset about the next step that happens okay well i was gonna say what do you think what do you think the palace's next step is gonna be i hear carry on like Keep i feel like carry on yeah, they're just not going to even they I don't feel like they're going to address it um to the level that everybody would expect. Yeah, they have a thing that's like don't complain and don't explain. Mm. So. There you go, that makes sense. Okay. And do you think he and Megan will stay together? I love that that's your question every time. Um just checking. How long have they been together? I think they they I like see 5 years. years. Oh. Yeah, 4 or 5 years. That's all. Um, will they pay? Will they stay together past five years? I think they'll stay together for a while longer. I don't feel like if if they split if they split up or uh, get divorced, I don't feel like it's going to be for a couple of years. I feel okay. like it's going to be a while before they do that. Okay, great. All right, well, there we go. Should we talk about the retreat? Yes, yes. Do you see what I do and do you want to do it too? Well, let me tell you, we have the thing for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, that all rhymed. Yeah. Do you see what I do, want to do it too? Well, let me tell you, I have the thing for you. <laughs> that was great. Um, Probably not. No, but in all seriousness, we are having um, our first retreat of the year in Joshua Ooh. Tree, California. Ooh. Um, and it, we did the schedule today on what we're going to do for everybody and what, um, how we want to integrate and how we want everybody to feel and take away and all of that. And it's very exciting stuff so far. Um, a lot of good workshops. We have a guest speaker that's coming. Um, Mm -hmm. 
she's going to be going over astrology and star seeds and we're going to have her on the podcast so you get to meet her um but it's also going to be a lot of channeled material it's also going to be a lot of you are finding your intuition and you are really going back to who you are and getting outside of this this predetermined notion that you have for yourself or that other people expect of you and also finding your own inner validation rather than mm-hmm. needing validation from the outside cuz guys like once you have that inner validation once you have that inner inner trust and inner knowing it feels a lot better to go outside than it does without that right like yeah. i mean it's kind of it's 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 a it's a minefield out there and when you feel like you can trust okay i feel good about going to this place i don't feel good about going to this place i yeah. feel good about committing to this i don't feel good about committing to this mm-hmm. it feels a lot better to move through the world so yeah Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So if you want to come, there is a very short application uh, at the link. Um, The link is in the show notes. And we'll also put the link um, on the Facebook video of this. You guys can apply to join us. It's going to be awesome. And it's just going to be the perfect time to be in Joshua Tree weather-wise. Like we really lucked out. It's going to be like 70s. And uh, that's – I haven't been there when it's been 70s. So it's going to be beautiful. (laughs) And we're going to do stargazing and – fun ET stuff. It's going to be great. So hope to see you there. Um, and make sure, oh, make sure you join our Patreon. Um, our, uh, celebrity spirit interview with Robin Williams is tomorrow. If you don't join in time for that, or you miss it, you can watch the replay. Um, but yeah, we are doing that tomorrow, which is Friday, uh, Friday the 13th at 4 PM Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. And, that and you can is join it. for five dollars. Yeah, we love you all so much. Thank you for being a part of this conversation. And until next time, keep on blooming, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.